My roots are found in my identity with Christ, that just as Jesus, before he even began his ministry, God was like, I am well pleased with my yes. son. Hi, I'm Carrie Korn, a brand new therapist, and I'm Susan Goss, a seasoned therapist. Susan has been my mentor for years, and we love talking about therapy, faith, and relationships. So join us as we share some tangible truths with you. So welcome back to another episode of Tangible Truths. I'm Carrie, hanging out with Susan. Hey, Carrie. And we are so excited because Brooke and Justin are sticking around with us. If you missed last week's episode... Um, We had a conversation about loneliness. Mm -hmm. We've been talking about singleness for weeks, but I loved the conversation last week because loneliness applies to everyone. Everyone, whether you're single or not. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so we really got to dive into some really great truths there of how to sit with loneliness and And solitude versus isolation, what that really meant. It was really rich. Justin ended on a powerful note. Yes. So if you missed that episode, go back and listen. Yeah. But today we're going to continue the conversation because you two were actually involved in singles ministry for Mm -hmm. years. That's how Mm -hmm. you met. Mm -hmm. And so through that and through other experiences that you guys have had, you've kind of gotten to see how singles and the church have a relationship with each other. And um, sometimes those relationships are really like the poster child of like, this is how it should be done. And then other times it's like, eh, maybe we could make some, I love how you said it, some spiritual chiropractic adjustments. <laughs> yeah. like, let's adjust a few things here. And so I'd love to hear kind of you guys kind of unpack for us what you've noticed, um, how we're getting it right, Mm -hmm. and and maybe some ways that we can improve. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd love to hear from Brooke first, kind of like you're in that particular church coming into it. You were involved Mm -hmm. before you were on staff. And so Mm -hmm. kind of what, what was your sense of what was going on? So whenever I came in to the singles ministry, what I noticed about it is it was really fun. Like they created, they were constantly creating events for singles to get together, right? To have community, which mm-hmm. just meant like you're not alone all the time mm-hmm. is really what that felt like it meant most of the time. So we're going out and doing activities and having fun and which I appreciated so much as a single person. Because I I also recall in my time overseas in ministry, I traveled a lot and traveling alone was never easy. That Mm -hmm. was could be very lonely. Mm -hmm. It is always so much more fun to vacation with somebody Mm -hmm. than by yourself. Mm -hmm. So there were always lots of events and it was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Um, But what we kept hearing as we got into the singles ministry was everybody's always talking about how lonely they are. And how to be involved in the church. And that always felt very tricky to know how to do that, where where your place was within the church as a whole. Mm-hmm. And whenever we started listening to that as uh, ministers there, we were trying to marry the two in that relationship. Like, hey, singles, you don't have to be a separate body in the church, which is what it had become and mm-hmm. was was to us is we would have our separate worship services, separate times of gathering, separate funds, separate community groups. And there was, didn't feel like there was a lot of jointedness Mm -hmm. with the rest of the body. Other than I feel that some of the unhealth that would come, it would be like, Hey, singles, you're free and can minister. So come do that. But that could also be used. Abusive is a big word. I don't, 
Maybe in an unhealthy way or in an unhealthy way that they could be their time could be taken advantage of Mm -hmm. as if they had nothing else to do because they didn't have their own nuclear family. Mm -hmm. And so um, their time was taken advantage of that way. But that wasn't all that singles are good for in the church Mm -hmm. to come and babysit Mm -hmm. or do things like that. I think uh, there is a sense of it's it was a larger church, so it's hard to think of how to organize and connect people apart from silos, mm-hmm. right? A single person might come in and here's a single ministry. We've kind of checked them off. We've dealt with them, mm. right? So it's even just cold organizational, like, you know, right. and so, all right, they're, they're over there and they're going to, you know, be taken care of. And some people would be happy that, oh, this is just for us mm-hmm. for a season, you know, and then it would, especially if they grew up kind of spiritually in different ways, would start looking around like, am I part of the church mm-hmm. or not? Or uh, some people right away would feel you're kind of shuffling me off to this other place, but I'm a part of the church. I'm an equal, I have equal standing mm-hmm. in Christ. And it's just like, oh, if you're going to get all theological, like, what are we going to do? Yeah. And, and uh, so some people wanted to be more integrated with the church. Why can't I just serve with the worship team or being just a, a community group with, with different people? Because I, I believe in uh, diversity, mm-hmm. that I'm going to learn from a diverse group of people. And and so those things started becoming louder and louder. Mm-hmm. We We felt the tension and thought, <clears throat> how can we lead through this, mm-hmm. you know, well, in a way that could be beneficial and helpful. So what I'm hearing you say is that singles aren't all cookie cutter. Exactly. The yeah. same. Mm-hmm. And we can't just assume that what works for one person works for everyone. And that I, I fits had, in the category of single. And, mm-hmm. and you all kind of talked about this in other podcasts, but I had the sense of there are lots of different ways to be single. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is a singles ministry? Mm-hmm. What you mean typically is a young adult ministry. And those the singles in that group have friends who are coupled up. Mm-hmm. And so do they go to the grown up community groups or, you know, mm-hmm. like, I just want to be with my friends. And so I, like, is it like a holding cell, like <laughs> yeah. after youth group until you're married? Because then what happens as a single person that has built community with the rest of the singles or young mm-hmm. adults, and then you get married, Yes, you leave your community that you've built over this time and join somebody else because they're married. Mm-hmm. And so that just feels like as a church, we wanted to be more integrated. And that was a challenge to work towards that goal of the people in singles ministry to be able to be fully integrated into the the church, the local church body. Yeah, and and one, one of the things that we did was in our small groups, uh, kind of elevate the vision of each one beyond their relationship status. So these lead, first of all, we said, you can lead your own groups. You don't need to, you know whoever, lead your own groups and then think about what common purpose you want to have, what group of people that you want to love, where are they? People in place is what we're talking about. They come up with these purpose statements and then decide for the year, how are we going to serve this group of people? Mm -hmm. How are we going to, what do we need to learn in our own lives in order to go do that? And I think that was very fruitful. It kind of got people off of themselves and marital status and all that tension that can happen and just 
onto the mission of Jesus practically mm-hmm. in their life. Outward thinking. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that is what we were trying to communicate. Like there, you have value just as you are mm-hmm. and you can go out and serve and be part of the ministry of Christ with whether or not you're married. Mm-hmm. Well, but I, I mean, I just, I keep thinking like, it reminds me of the gospels. Right. Right. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus didn't go. say. If a lot of single folks in that group. Right. <laughs> like, if you're single, you can be a part of my discipleship program. If you're married, you can be a part exactly like yeah. i'm just thinking of make a you know, disciple a right. campfire totally. on a beach with fish being roasted amen and who's around <laughs> that campfire there uh-huh. were single men mm-hmm. there were women mm-hmm. there yeah. were married people around there and jesus didn't differentiate between mm-hmm. okay i'm gonna take all the single boys on this missions trip mm-hmm. and you married a boy you know i mean mm-hmm. it was just this fully integrated mm-hmm. group kind of experience mm-hmm. and i think for me, having spent a lot of time as a single person in the church, it almost feels like, and I, I get what you were saying, Brooke, of like, you're resigned to, you're single, so you go over here. And I'm like, but Jesus was single and he was never pushed mm-hmm. to the side. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Paul was single. He was never pushed to the side. And so why do I feel like I'm being pushed to the side? Because I fall in the same category mm-hmm. as these men that you tell me I'm supposed to emulate yeah. my life by. Matthew. Mm-hmm. Luke, mm-hmm. John, mm-hmm. Mark, yeah, <laughs> you know, Paul, uh-huh. you go down the list. Mm-hmm. And so the scripture actually has a very high honor and position of singleness. Mm-hmm. And at the very least, our, as churches, our emphases should carry the same kind of balance, the mm-hmm. same weight that scripture does. Mm-hmm. And in this area, I don't think that that's what's going on, yeah. at least in our cultural, mm-hmm. you know, right mm-hmm. here, because there's a high honor in we all share the same identity in Christ. Mm-hmm. We all say, share the same calling in Christ, being loved by him, loving him, loving our neighbor as ourself, helping others do the same. And OK, what's your assignment? Are you married? How do you do that? Are you single? How do you do that? Are you young, old, anywhere between? How do you do that? Mm-hmm. What does it look like mm-hmm. in your current assignment? that God's given you to do that same calling that the rest of the church does. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing that started happening is stories started coming out of these groups mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then different community pastors or like leaders of community ministries would tap me on the shoulder. Just like, I'd like to be part of that group. <laughs> and cool. it, it started kind of shifting and there became a larger conversation of just like maybe season of life, marital status, those kinds of things aren't the most important ways to organize a group, but maybe it's our mission and purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, And you could see a diverse group of people say, I want to be part of that group Mm -hmm. because their purpose aligns with something that's important. That's important to me. And that change that could really shift the um, Mm -hmm. kind of family nature of Mm -hmm. the family of God being lived out. And also the main things being the main things. We're loving people and this is how we're doing it. If you want to go ahead. If you want to join us. Yes. Yeah. So Justin and I had started having conversations about like, we keep trying to integrate the singles ministry with the body. But I, I think one of the major hindrances is that we do have a siloed singles ministry. And so we just started discussing what would it look like for us to essentially dissolve the singles ministry, not take away the times and aspects where we still get to gather mm-hmm. in that way and have events and, and things like that together. But we say, no, let's join the entire body, local body, go be integrated into that. Yeah, and it also ended up, there was a 
a particular community pastor in each region that had that as one of the hats that they wore. Mm. And so it also became more decentralized. I think that that was also very uh, Mm -hmm. healthy Mm -hmm. where you can. Yeah, they're part of the same community ministry. Mm -hmm. And there are some people that headed up some of the event things that could happen. But I thought some of the best events were things that we didn't even plan. Yeah. People, <laughs> I would be like, that's the event planner right there. Like, can we? That was a good idea. Yeah, uh-huh. You're great at that. And I'm glad I didn't have to plan it. <laughs> yeah. God bless you. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm going to take a nap. Uh-huh. <laughs> As I'm hearing you guys talk about this, the thing that comes to my mind is that verse that says, God sets the lonely in families. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we talked about loneliness last week that it's a really, real, really heavy thing. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you do just feel like I don't fit anywhere. Mm -hmm. But what I'm hearing is the church should be a place Mm -hmm. where everyone feels like I fit, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. I may not fit in the choir, Mm -hmm. but I can fit in, you know, like my daughter just joined a quilting group at her church (laughs) and she is by far the youngest person in there, but she absolutely loves it. Uh And she's getting to meet these older women. Most of them are widowed and everything, Mm -hmm. but She's like, Mom, I look forward to my monthly quilting mm-hmm. group with these women. They're just pouring into my How lives wonderful. and everything. And yes. I'm just like, who would have thought that this, you know, almost 30 year old mm-hmm. girl would want to hang out with yes. these women who are retired and, you mm-hmm. know, and, and it's just this beautiful thing of. There's room for you here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And they're connecting over quilting. Right. And they're connecting over these. I love, As opposed to we're yes. connecting over. I'm a young married person right. with toddlers or I'm a single mm-hmm. person right. with no spouse or kids. Those things may not. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you can take five unmarried people without children to put them in the same room and they may have nothing in common. Absolutely. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So to find more creative ways Mm -hmm. to say you fit here. And what you just did is remove a label. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's what you just did. Absolutely. Was remove a label. Right. And that even reminded me, like, that is actually what was taught in the scriptures about how older women are to disciple the young yes. women. Mm-hmm. That, that gave that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, um, one of my favorite memories, there's this group that wanted to kind of help this halfway house, men's halfway house. And that was their mission. And what I loved is they kind of caught on to the vision, which is don't just serve a meal, sit mm-hmm. and eat mm-hmm. with and talk with. And they got to know one guy in particular. I remember seeing a picture on like social media and whatever it was back then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were celebrating with this guy who got a car. And if you know anything about breaking the cycle of pro- poverty, yeah. that's a huge one. Mm-hmm. He had a residence. Now he had a vehicle. He could have a job like he can start working through that. And that was some of the happiest that I've ever seen mm-hmm. that group of people. Mm-hmm. We did tons of fun events and like mm-hmm. ski trip or whatever, but I was just like, that's fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And uh, guess what? Regardless of relationship status, yeah. <laughs> regardless of seasonal life, we mm-hmm. can get in on Jesus's mission mm-hmm. uh, to love God and others and mm-hmm. help others do the same. Mm-hmm. And it's really fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the same line, when our community group is trying to plan something that we want to do together, we all agree when we're doing something for yes. others, yeah. that's our best yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Like we, we, we don't want to plan a party. We want to do something. Yeah. We want to mm-hmm. plan. What can we jointly do something mm-hmm. together for 
others. Oh, we love it. And if that becomes the first thing in, in gathering small groups of people, then there's so many different on ramps. Mm -hmm. So an older person or younger single person or someone who's recently divorced or whatever might catch on to that purpose and say, I want to be part of that. Mm-hmm. And we'll we'll be glad that they were a part yes. of it. Yes, you, know? you mentioned earlier, Justin, this idea of calling and assignment. Mm-hmm. Kind of unpack that a little bit for mm-hmm. us, because I think that's what we're talking about. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so in First Corinthians seven, you have uh, kind of the sandwich where Paul talks about singleness and marriage, mm-hmm. and which one he might prefer, and then he ends with that. But in the middle, I think it's 17 through 24, is really the heart of the passage, mm-hmm. where he talks about calling and uh, assignment. And there's even two different words. A lot of times they're translated the same in English. But calling is this enduring thing. We share an identity in Christ. The church shares a mission, like I've been saying, loving God, loving others, making disciples. That is our calling. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes people are looking for their calling and career or looking at, you know, this side or any other thing. And it's good to like be employed um, or work in your gifting and talents and all that. However, underneath all that, if you're a Christian, <laughs> this is your calling. <laughs> and that can look a number of different ways. And that's where the word assignment comes from. Mm. Maybe your calling is working through the assignment of singleness mm. and you're 26 or whatever. Mm. What, what could that look like? Mm. To be loved by God, love him, love your neighbor as yourself, help others do the same. What would that look like as a 26-year-old? Maybe they're working at Walmart and maybe they have expendable income. Great. What does that look like? Mm-hmm. Um, someone who's, you know, maybe recently di- divorced and found themselves single or widowed. And yes, there's a grieving process, right? Take mm-hmm. your time, grieve, and then at some point, inhale, exhale. All right, I have this calling Here's an assignment, whether or not I asked for it. Mm-hmm. God, what can you do with this? Mm-hmm. And I would love for us as Christians uh, to think in that way and, and live into the, that kind of practice to know we actually share the same calling um, and the assignment. And usually we don't get to choose it. Like he pushed, mm-hmm. he puts us in, in assignments. Um, another old school way, uh, like some of the older reformers would say, station in life. Mm-hmm. This is your station in life, your assignment. And we look at the, the different things that we have and say, all right, I, lo- I like to love a neighbor as myself today. How could I do that? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I love the way that you're talking about what do you do with your assignment and how can we still abide in the calling that Christ has called all of us to. And I see that action in place coming out of a place of identity where I know my roots are are found in my identity with Christ. That just as Jesus, before he even began his ministry, God was like, I am well pleased with my son. Mm -hmm. Listen to him. Mm -hmm. Right. And that in that place for people who might be listening, who are going, yes, I'm so lonely and I feel like my life is on pause Mm -hmm. and I'm waiting for the next Mm -hmm. best thing to happen to me here or that thing that I long for. That I want to encourage that person to look at how they are already loved and already worthy of the calling of Christ, Mm -hmm. because that is what he made you for. Mm -hmm. 
And if we are able to let that take root in our souls, then we are able to step forward out of that. And instead of maybe looking for the rest that comes out of trying to cover that loneliness Mm. that can be, that can come out of unhealthy situations, right? Addiction Mm -hmm. or, or just even being like, let's get together and just pray. I'm consuming you. You talked about your community group instead of planning a party, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Right. We go and we serve and there is a different kind of rest that comes out of oh that. Mm-hmm. Right? We're all connected We're so all much. Connected. It yeah. is more of a yes. restoration. Yes, it is. Than um, a kind of rest that just goes, it gives me a, a minute of relief. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 Chava. So this is making me think of a couple of situations in my life and one of them that Justin got to walk through with me. But when you're talking about this assignments is sometimes forced on you, it's not chosen. Those are tough. And so I remember following my divorce, the biggest wrestle that I had was, does this disqualify me from Mm -hmm. ministry? Because I was in full-time ministry at the time and I immediately thought, I am now disqualified from ministry Mm -hmm. because of something somebody else did that Mm. caused me to be a single person. Mm. And I was so grateful that even though there were people who were confirming that it did disqualify me from ministry and removing me from positions of ministry, there were others who came alongside and said, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. The calling of God does not change Mm. regardless of your status or assignment in life. And then recently when my son was diagnosed with cancer and our lives fell apart, I had a real crisis in just everything. My mm-hmm. whole life just felt like nothing made sense anymore. Mm-hmm. And that was one of those assignments that was thrust on me. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, no, uh, this is not an assignment mm-hmm. that I want. And I don't know if you remember um, what you said to me about the ditch. Do you remember? <laughs> I don't know. No. Remind me. And so I remember going to Justin and just being like, I'm madder than I've ever been. Mm-hmm. God has been more absent than he has ever mm-hmm. been. I don't like this. And I remember every time we met at the end of every single meeting that we had, you would look me in the eyes and you would say, if you were in a ditch on a hangover from doing meth, God would look down at you and he Mm -hmm. would say, there's my beloved daughter. Mm -hmm. I love you. I am so pleased with you. I do remember. And I just remember walking away from those going, He's crazy. Justin is nuts. <laughs> I got is... that from Brennan Manning. Right. Okay? But, I stole that too. But, but why? <laughs> but you're it really came good, you're really good at stealing and, and regurgitating onto people. <laughs> at the right time. <laughs> I know what that meant for mm-hmm. me to hear. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering for, there's people listening right now saying, yes. I hate my assignment, Justin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hate where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if, as we wrap up this podcast, if you could speak to them, what would you say to them right now? I guess the first image that came to my mind is a loving father holding a kicking and screaming child and just, it's okay. I love you. And allowing them to kick and scream, Mm -hmm. you know, let it out, let it out. And I'm here. That's what I would want to say first. Is yes, kick and scream, you know, <laughs> Carrie, whenever we would talk, it's like, you can be mad. Mm-hmm. This is hard. You could be sad and you could switch from one to the other in a, in a sentence. Mm-hmm. And that's the, the way that God is with us, mm-hmm. an ever present help in time of need. And uh, I've needed him a lot. And he's been there through thick and thin, through and through, as I like to say. Mm-hmm. I love through and through. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, this has been a great conversation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Thank yeah. you both. Thanks so very much. Us. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. And um, we'll see you guys soon. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to the Tangible Truth Podcast, part of the KLRC Podcast Network.